Hello, Plannerverse. Welcome to episode 90 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse with me, Karina Tovmasyan, and my illustrious co-host, Steve Morton. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> wake up, Steve. Wake up. Wake up. We're, we're, we're doing a show, Steve. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, see we're off to a blazing start here where everything is staggeringly slow. Uh, welcome to episode 90, like I said, and in this episode, Steve and I have decided to put our collective experiences together. What does that make it? About 374 years of experience put together, and we've come light up years. with pit <laughs> light years, <laughs> not dog years, light years, quark years, quark time. We're on quark time here, folks, and we've decided to put together a compilation of pitfalls and frustrations of our planning experience and decided to share them with you so that you don't fall victim to the latest, greatest fashion trends in planning. And you see that everyone's gone one way and you say to yourself, self, I think I'll go the other because the other way is the way that's probably going to work best for you. What say ye, Steve? Oh, the well, the converse of all of that is these are the these are the trends that you may not have known about and you which you might want to go and try. Ugh, <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's that's another episode. Don't go there in this episode. Stay focused. We're trying to help people avoid mistakes, not make them. <laughs> oh, all right. Right, right. So, so in fact, let me let me start with you, Steve, because I know you you've um, you've been dabbling in this a little longer than I have. And I, what, just what is a few the, years, just a few longer. years. Yeah. He's the 370 part of the 374 years <laughs> collective experience. So, so what would you say is one of the biggest tips that you could be, give people to avoid in, in this wide world of information and what not to do? My, my favorite starting point with all of this, because I've fallen victim to this so many times is it's my old favorite um chestnut as it were is picking the right size to start with um because there are so many pitfalls if you pick the wrong size planner for the job you intended to do um because yeah it's fine if you've got um you know different sizes for different purposes but the, the, we all have a sort of a main focus one that you know we, we carry around. We use more than um, one that, say, gets left at home or whatever. Um, and if you don't get that one right, then, you know, nothing's going to, you know, you might get the, the, the one that stays at home correct, because but you don't use it that often. So its pitfalls aren't quite so obvious. Whereas the one that you're using every day or every hour of the day, the waking hours of course um that is critical to get that one right and you know i, I sort of still come back to my suggestion that um you know use some just plank sheets of paper that cuts the right size to start with um, in the size that you're thinking of using and try that out before you go buying any planners any organizers or whatever it is and then sort of secondary to that is how are you going to, you know, keep those pages together? Is it going to be in a, a ring-bound yeah. organiser? Is it going to be a bound planner of that size? Or is it going to be, um, you know, notebooks in a traveller's notebook type 
um, setup sort of thing of that size because all of the different sort of formats have different size constraints. Some sizes are common throughout all of them, but some of them are peculiar to one um, type compared to others. You know, that you don't get sort of um, some sizes in some formats sort of thing. So there's yeah. also sort of a compromises to be made there sort of thing, I suppose. I, I agree with you. And I think it's, it's really good that you started off with this particular tip because along the years, I think that's one of the, the, the pitfalls I've also fallen victim to is thinking that a particular size might work for me simply mm. because the planner takes up a smaller footprint. And I think, mm. well, if it works in an A5 size, then surely I can get my thoughts down in a personal size. What's the difference? Turns out there's yeah. a big difference. And mm. that's when I've realized that personal size is not really something I can plan in specifically when making my master task lists. In fact, I prefer the B6 size, desk fax mm. size, to be able to get master task lists done uh, in, in larger, grander, sweeping strokes of the pen, in fact, which I think mm -hmm. allows my mind to also doodle and think and come up with other loose ends that need to be placed on paper. And it's never a pretty sight when I'm done writing those lists down. They always look mangled by the time I've completed my thoughtlets from thoughtlets to thought. Uh, but... They're there on paper, and I don't think there's a contest any time that people are trying to win that says, well, if you've, you've succeeded in productivity but failed in aesthetics. And I think that's <laughs> one of the pitfalls, I, frankly, that I see with all the people Instagramming and all the people doing all what they do on social media. There is this sort of unspoken competition to try and have the most aesthetically pleasing planner. And sadly, mm. that's not the way that our brains think. And so I think A5 or larger is the size for me that I know I would feel comfortable planning in and being able to get stuff out of my head onto paper. And then from there, if I want to carry around. So for example, now I'm, what, what's the size that's a little bit wider than personal? It's B... B6. B, B6, thank you. Yeah, oh, B5 was the desk fax. Yeah, so B6, yeah. I'm finding that to be a very respectable size for mm. keeping my to-do lists handy. So those to-do yeah. lists have moved off of the B5 size and onto the B6, and I can use the B6 as a wallet. I, it, it's, mm. it gets thrown into my handbag easily. It doesn't have a very heavy footprint or large footprint. And so again, size-wise, I've been able to corral, and I know I don't even, my mind doesn't even think today why don't I try to fit this into a pocket size? I know it's mm. not going to work for me. So I mm. think your suggestion of taking out a sheet of paper, and I would suggest even go so far as to punch holes, the correct holes in them, so that you could see what what parameters you're working with when there's papers, uh, paper holes in there, mm. um, just to be clear. Um, so my second suggestion on top of that would be don't get sucked in by everybody running to a certain type or brand of planner because that's what everyone's doing. Um, I think I've been sucked into it by myself and it's something that eventually left me feeling like I got, I got cheated out of an experience because mm. everybody has like this idealized 
style of what a, a planner needs to be looking like. Again, we're coming back to aesthetics. And I thought, well, if it worked for them, then it might work for me. And that's not bad, actually, right? That thinking, that logic is something that we're encouraging in the community because we're here to help one another and say, look, this is, in fact, this is what this episode is about. Here's what hasn't worked for us. Maybe you can avoid the same mistakes. So there is a little bit of monkey see, monkey do. But I think ultimately you have to experience those things for yourself to be able to make larger financial investments into into planners or if you're going to have a system that you set up. Particularly, I find this is uh, very appropriate when it comes to the actual inserts that you use, you know, the layout of the planner, the internal, you know, the layout of the, on the paper yeah. is particularly important um, because just looking at a blank sheet of paper with some lines on it um, doesn't really give you much of a clue as to how well that's going to work um, in practice on yeah. a day-to-day basis. Um it's very easy to fall into that trap, I found, that until you actually print the thing out yeah. and actually use it yourself or see what some, how somebody else has used that particular layout, it's, it's very difficult, I find, to um, know whether it'll work for you or not. And there's no real quick and simple answer to that. You literally, you know, have to... If, need, if it's one that you're thinking of buying and... You, you're not entirely sure whether you want to invest in for something for a whole year or not. There's no harm in just drawing roughly the layout out on paper and just trying, you know, write a, sort of a typical week's worth of dummy entries, as it were, mm. um, onto the page just to see if it works for you. Because all our handwriting is different. You know, I struggle to um, write it's small and neat so I tend to have slightly sort of taller lines, I suppose, compared right. to most people. Right. Um, and, and you know, it's it's just a case of how you adapt to different layouts. I'd also go and f- as far to say as a subset of that, of saying not going for too complicated a layout because you do see some layouts that have got so many little boxes here, there, and everywhere. Fine if that's what you want. But there is a danger if that's a pre-printed layout, there might be lots of boxes that you never actually use and they're left blank. Day after Whereas day. Whereas you need more space in on other parts of the page sort of thing. You right. know, you might need additional space for tasks or, or whatever it is. And Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I think one of the, the best solutions I've ever found was the, it's the cheap and cheerful, you know. The Filofax inserts have worked for me from day one. Mm. I've tried other inserts, and I'm not saying they're not good. They just don't work for me consistently the way that the Filofax inserts do. And I know that there's some... I think, Steve, you're you're someone that works on a daily sheet, right? As opposed to a weekly sheet? No, weekly. Mine's weekly. Weekly? You're weekly as well? Yeah. I know there's people that completely lay out their weeks in a monthly schedule Mm. and the month on one page or two Mm. pages. And I, I admire those people. It's fantastic, but I have a lot more. So maybe perhaps for appointments or things like that, that's fantastic. But on a weekly basis, I think I can track the smaller, grittier, daily, Mm. more movable objects that need my time and attention. 
And like you said, for my handwriting and the style of pens that I like to use, because that's another consideration, mm. especially yep. the paper that you print on. Because I know Filofaxi allows for those free printable. You can print your own inserts using the mm. Filofaxi templates. And if you do and decide to sell them, don't don't talk to us because we'll come after you. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I just I got I get really mad at people that steal. I just had to say that. Don't steal. It's not nice. Uh, but the the Filofax inserts for me the weekly two on two pages the verticals, um, mm. wait vertical right yeah yeah verticals those are the ones that work for me and I have another section in my planner that's just blank sheets A five blank sheets mm. or B five blank sheets and I actually do a lot of my planning there and then once things are planned and contextualized then they get slapped into the appropriate columns for the vertical week on two pages. I love that. And the reason I love that is because it's standardized. When I'm done with the year, I can put them into an empty planner and they are all mm. the same size. They are all the same stackable. I, I don't know. They just sort of marry well together. When you put them on yep. a shelf, they don't they don't move about as much. So, so yeah. The um, one other thing that I've found that, you know, is tantrament of failure as, as it were is duplication of effort if, if you like or duplication of planning you know so you're trying to run the same information twice not necessarily sort of digital and analog but sort of analog and analog so you're using yeah you've got a duplication of your planner in sort of two separate things because it's just it's not only extra work but at some stage, you're going to add something to one planner and forget to add it to the other one. And so you, you get out of sync somewhere and then you're, you're not entirely sure. If you're like me, you'll add something to, say, Sunday and it should have been Saturday or vice versa. Right. Without sort of realising it sort of thing. Um, well, and, and it's also a grand waste of time, isn't it? What's the Isn't yeah. the whole point of planning your life to save time and not have to think about these things and now you're duplicating the effort and time that you're spending trying to get stuff down on paper yeah so it, it just ends up in a, a complete mess in the end um and it was sort of quite an eye-opener to me when i did sort of abandon having a second planner which sort of the one was like the one that i sort of carried around which was a different <laughs> size to the one that I have on my desk, sort of thing. So, to just what size are you in just now? Just one. so that we can have a A five still, check. as usual. Still, yeah, and me too. Yeah, me too. Um, um, I, I, you can, that's the thing is like once you find what works for you, I think it's the, the there's a tendency in human nature, perhaps, to think that well, there if I just try one more style or one more version, mm. I may find a better one. And I think mm. both of us can agree that no, there isn't a better one. Stick to what you have mm. if it's working, because that's as quote unquote better as it's going to get. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's one of the issues that I found with A5 and with personal size. I still, I, I may end up giving up on the personal sizes other than the fact that all of my silicone inserts are of wallet inserts are for personal size and they'll leave mm -hmm. a little bit of space in the b6 but uh, mm -hmm. that's a that's a small issue it's not it's not such a big issue to deal with uh, one of the other issues that I have when it comes to 
or mistakes that I've made is that I thought the more uh, other than paper things I put in my planner, the more successful I'll be. So tabs, um, punch holes in things, keep little tchotchkes in there, calculators, mirrors, mm. t uh, anything that's not paper. I thought, well, yeah. that's surely going to be, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, a little butter spoon comes out, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's for the sommelier, right? He comes out with a little wine tasting thing. It's got you know, all of that's in there. So I thought to myself, uh, if, if I have more of these, then I'll be successful. And I found that ultimately I ended up peeling away each one of those things and I'm left with transparent or lightly transparent um, tabs and that's it paper and tabs and two day markers i keep one day marker inside my gtd system i have the mm -hmm. the tabs for that and the other day marker is in the week that we're currently in that's it mm. and now i'm sat here looking at my 35 millimeter rings which sit mostly empty now because i've i've trimmed down my planners from you know they used to be quite hefty steve do you remember the days i used to weigh them for you i think they would clock in at about three and a half four pounds and uh i think i i should actually weigh this new one and i may actually go to the smaller rings which is another mistake that i think both you and i have made is that we thought we were going to pack our planners with things and we ended up finding out that lighter planners are in fact the way to go. I remember when you switched to your uh, A5, what was it that Philofax had done, the brown one the, that you loved the, for the your heritage. French classes? Heritage, thank yeah, you. Yes. I used, used that last weekend as well when we went away. That was brilliant because it was just so slim and thin. You could just slide it into the back of the bag and I had everything I needed still with me. And it was just brilliant for that. Um, one thought I've just had is when it comes to buying planners, because we all end up buying something or other at some stage, is um, looking at yeah. how many times have you seen someone that says, just bought this, but it's not for me. And either they've yep. changed sizes or they didn't like the colour or something like that. And of course, they've just spent... And quite not a monumental amount of money, but a significant amount yeah. of money yeah. on yeah. something that just wasn't quite right. And maybe they've waited sort of a few weeks for it to arrive or all the rest of it. Now, I, I would almost I, plead with it's people. It's true. I think, I, I think inside the human head, there's an experience, especially for planners, that says, I have this idealized version of what this planner is going to look like once it's on my desk and once mm. I have my inserts in it, I'll be able to rule the world out of it. And sure enough, it lands. And the opposite is, in fact, true, where mm. nothing works in that planner. And what you thought was quality was not quality. And, and so, yes, I think we've both fallen victim to that one. Right, Steve? It doesn't work. Don't spend your money, people. Well, the, the thing I was going to say is, obviously, make sure that is the, it, the size you're buying is the size that you actually really want. And if you've not ever used that size before, try and find someone with that size so you can actually physically see the thing in your hands sort of thing, just to search and try it in your bag and all the rest of it. 
But right. when it actually comes to the sort of the leather colours and how it feels and all the rest of it, get leather samples if you can uh, of that particular brand or whatever. Yes, you might have to spend a few dollars on a few samples, but that will save you a lot of money in the long term by by the fact that you you've seen it and you've got felt it in your fingers and all the rest of it sort of thing. Um, we know it's so easy to sort of fall into the trap of getting the wrong size um, for whatever reason. And, um, you know, we all end up in this sort of situation where we think, oh, regret sort of buying that thing. What am I going to do? Am I going to sort of see if I st still got the same um, opinion in a week's time or two weeks' time or whatever? Or is it just going to sit, go back into the cupboard and just ignore it and move on to the next one sort of thing? I found an experience that I had with one of the higher end planners where I, I was convinced that I loved it when I saw it in photos. It arrived, I didn't like the way it looked like in reality, but then I fell back in love with it when I put my planning system in it, when I put my papers mm. in it. It actually came alive. And it's kind of like something that you, an article of clothing that you might see at the shops that look a certain way on the hanger. And then you try them on you and suddenly you realize that, wow, this is actually looks better than you thought it would. All you had to do was give it a try. And I think the mm. contrary is true to what you just said, Steve, mm. as well, right? So give something a try, but give it an honest try. Don't just sit there and say, well, this doesn't work. And then you haven't even put your inserts in there yeah. to see I've what it might feel like. Yeah, I've seen that so many times before as well, where, of course, they bought the planner empty and they right. never even put any inserts in the thing. They may not even own any, but they bought the thing <laughs> before they've even got the inserts ready to go in it. So they're not even giving it a fair chance, really. Um, it's it's just one of them things. There, there may be other reasons, of course, as to why people will buy something and then almost sell it straight away. Don't, don't get me wrong. But... Um, I'm sure there are a few people that, um, you know, sort of regret buying things and you know, fine if you can afford to keep doing that. But I'm sure um, we could all save a, a few uh, pennies here and there just buying well, the right one to start with. It's not just a financial error. I think it's also the time and human cost. Mm. Right. So there's an emotional investment that you're making in thinking that you're going to better your life. We're all trying to get ourselves to a point where we're more productive. At least I hope that's the goal for people when they're listening to this podcast yeah. and, and then joining these communities. And so, so similarly, when you see that someone's tried a bullet style of journaling, right, there is something called bullet journaling. Try mm -hmm. it for yourself before you make this entire shift, this entire emotional, psychological and time consuming shift to an entirely different system because mm. what if right give it a try for and, and also not just that but give it a try for at least a couple of weeks before you say it doesn't work you've got to have elements in there that you can plan and keep track of and see if you've missed any or if any have fallen through the loopholes of your life so that you can identify whether it's keeping or whether what um i'm going to go against my sort of own advice now by on on the basis of um what you would do in the case of duplication in 
by saying that if you're considering changing systems to um, run two systems at once, the, the your current system and um, a, a new system. So you can compare how the old works in comparison to new. You, so you can see what, what, in, what the improvements are um, yes. what the sort of downsides are and sort of balance things out that sort of way and maybe even yeah. sort of make an amalgamation into a third system <laughs> <laughs> that's the best of both worlds as it were uh, yeah. maybe in a different format but that that might even work well similarly how i remember i i have a journal for example that i use when i'm only traveling because if I mm -hmm. meet with friends, and it's not a ring bound, right? It's one of those traveler notebook style journals. And I, because if I meet with friends and if I go places, I want to have something I can just throw in my backpack and not worry about rings getting messed up. Also, I'd like to have a consecutive list of uh, friends that can sign the book and leave memoirs and, and mm. have like this little list of experiences that don't go anywhere because they're not in loose leaf. So the rings won't come apart. They, the pages won't get torn unless you tear out a page that are really not going to get lost. And so I would say, yeah, travel. I, I like the fact that travelers notebooks exist and I don't use them for anything other than traveling. It, and mm. so my plan that's a third the third wheel that just sort of lives out there in the planning system that i have one of the things i'll mention because i, I try I, again i tried various sort of solutions to this and sort of eventually arrived at where i'm what i do now is don't be afraid to use different formats for different purposes so you know you can use one format for journaling and a completely different format for for planning that you don't have to combine those functions uh, right. if if you're more comfortable with them living separately then then do it. it it's it's yours to to decide at the end of it anyway so it's, it shouldn't that shouldn't be a major problem I wouldn't have thought yeah yeah and hopefully you won't you won't fall into our own pitfalls which we've suffered through <laughs> drowning our sorrows at the pub oh steve you won't believe what i did this week <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of st look back and think, you know, why didn't I think about doing that before? That's the thing. Once you discover something that works for you, yeah, and not necessarily that you've you've picked, you might pick up from you know what other people are doing, but don't always rely on that as the, your sole means of um, trying things out. It, it's surprising how you suddenly see the sort of green lights suddenly lights up and um, everything suddenly starts working or whatever. It's, it's quite ma magic when it does happen. That's the nice thing is when you forget about your planning system and it actually just flows in your life and you're not mm. reminding yourself to look at your planner because you know you've got a system in place that allows you to check for it. I think mm. that's when you know the planning system is working for you. If you're noticing things missing, uh, if you're missing appointments, if you're missing items that you've put down uh, that's how you know your system ought to be uh, checked and reviewed that it's not not everything is in place yet i think that's the mm. best advice i can give for for this episode so we're going to wrap up at this point i think because we're radically sort of starting to go around in circles almost so <laughs> where can we find you 
on the internet? You can find me lurking on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan and at ThirdPunchResumes.com and Annoying Steve Morton. Where can we find you, Steve Morton? <laughs> Anywhere, yeah. <laughs> You'll find me in the usual place of Filofaxi.com, TravelersNotebookTimes.com, and as Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it.